Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome to our Bible study for this week. Um, before we start, I, I just wanted to say that the last few weeks have been absolutely amazing. Um, and I can see you all nodding your heads. It's been absolutely amazing. And uh, I just wanted us to just appreciate the grace of God on Pastor Baji's life. Um, been absolutely wonderful. Really thankful to God for Baj. Baj, thank you so much for um, this last few weeks. God and God. Um, God kind. I, I, I wanted us to pray as we go into this week's session. Let, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful for life, grateful for the privilege of waking up another day and coming together in this manner just to study your word, O oh God. And Father, Lord God Almighty, we are grateful for the privilege of the relationship we have with you. Holy Spirit of God, you are our teacher. You've been our guide. You've been our counselor all these years. And we just come to you again today asking that you please speak to us. Shine your light onto your word, O oh God. Illuminate your word because without you, we cannot know the Father and the Son. And so please take absolute control this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, yes, uh, the, the, the last few weeks have been fantastic, like I said. Um, we spent three weeks looking into faith, um, quite amazing revelations. And then prior to that, we looked at the book of Ruth. And um, this week, we want to start a journey where we want to look at a famous Bible character this time. And in the months to come, uh, we're going to be looking at different aspects of the Bible. That's a way to study Bibles. So sometimes you look at topics, sometimes you look at, we look at books, sometimes look at characters. And um, this week, we want to start looking to, into the character of a particular person who all of you know. Uh, you've all read about him. I'm sure you all love him to bits. Uh, I think he's one of my favorite Bible characters. Every time I read about him, it challenges me. And um, you'll be pleased to know that I'm talking about Joseph, the, the, the man Joseph. And um, we just wanted to look into the life of Joseph and see what the Holy Spirit will teach us in the next um, two or three weeks. Um, about the, 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 the life of Joseph. Now, just to give a bit of a background, um, I know Baj mentioned this at the beginning, but just for the benefit of those who might be joining, you know, the Bible is just amazing, you know, reading the Bible. And um, first of all, I know quite a number of you have probably read the Bible at least once. Now, if you haven't, you need to read the Bible at least once from cover to cover because it just gives you, um, it gives you an overview of what is there and then you can then come back and study in detail as we're doing now every Monday. Um, but I, I'm saying that to say that one of the things that's always 
um, in a sense, m modeled, I don't know whether modeled is the right word. One of the things that, now my English is, is it guide, guided? Is guided the right word? Is it guide? Yeah, okay. Thank you, Bumi. And one of the things that's guided my approach to Bible study is the scripture in 2 Timothy 3.16. You know, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is inspired by the Spirit of God. Yeah. So everything in the Bible is of God. And some of you would have heard me say sometimes, you know, sometimes I just open the Bible. Whatever I read, whatever I open to, I just take it as the word of God. Even if it starts by saying, woe unto those who, you know, it's the word of God. I receive it as the word of God. And then 2 Timothy 3.16 goes on to say that, that the Bible is written for our instruction, for our correction, um, to, to train us in righteousness and to convict us. So it guides the way that I approach the Bible because I'm reading the Bible saying, okay, what is God saying to me? What does God want me to learn? What's the instruction? What's the example? And particularly when we look at Bible characters, the idea is that we want to learn from their experiences. You know, sometimes I'm reading the Bible about a character and I'm putting myself in their place and saying, what would I do in that situation? So I say this to just guide us as we read through the book of um, um, the story of Joseph. So I'll read through, it's um, quite a number of verses, but as I read, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want you to try and practice what I've just said to you. So as, I'm, as I read through um, chapter 37, and then we'll go on to other chapters in the next two or three weeks, I, I just want you to ask that question, Holy Spirit, just you know, show me something that I haven't seen before, um, instruct me about something, and then we'll come back and look at the verses in detail. So the story of Joseph starts in Genesis 37, and um, I'm reading the New Living Translation. I will use the Amplified sometimes. So it says, so Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan where his father had lived as a foreigner. Verse 2, this is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph uh, more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Uh, verse 5, one night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the fields, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up. And your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. 
But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. And I, I hope you're noting things as we're reading. Soon after this, Joseph's brothers went to pasture their father's flock, flocks at Shechem. When they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, your brothers are pasturing the sheep at Shechem. Get ready and I will send you there. I'm ready to go, Joseph replied. Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are getting along, Jacob said. Then come and come back and bring me a report. So Joseph sent him on his way. And so, so Jacob sent him on his way and Joseph traveled to Shechem from their home in the valley of Hebron. When he arrived there, a man from the area noticed him wandering around the countryside. What are you looking for? He asked. I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph replied. Do you know where they are pasturing their sheep? Yes, the man told him. They have moved on from here. But I heard them say, let's go on to Dothan. So Joseph followed his brothers to Dothan and found them there. And then the latter part of the story from verse 18, when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance as he approached. They made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. But when Reuben heard of their scheme, he came to Joseph's rescue. Let's not kill him, he said. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. Reuben was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. Then they grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty, there was no water in it. Then just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking a load of gum, balm, and aromatic resin. One translation says, and mare, from Gilead down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traders. After all, he's our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites who were Midianite traders came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver. And the traders took him to Egypt. Some time later, Reuben returned to get Joseph out of the cistern. When he discovered that Joseph was missing, he tore his clothes in grief. Then he went back to his brothers and lamented, the boy is gone, what will I do now? Then the brothers killed a young goat and dipped Joseph's robe in its blood. They sent the beautiful robe to their father with this message, look at what we found. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? Their father recognized it immediately. Yes, he said, it's my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes and dressed himself in bollock. He mourned deeply for his son for a long time. His family all tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. I will go to my grave mourning for my son, he would say, and then he would weep. Meanwhile, the Midianite traders arrived in Egypt, where they sold Joseph and office. Okay, before we go into this wonderful story, can, can we just quickly do the declaration, our daily declaration? Okay, 
Um, you want to say after me, Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves, we pray, and we seek your face. We turn away from our wicked ways. Oh Lord, hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We declare that our land is healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, um, wonderful story, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I'm sure most of you have read about the story of Joseph, but uh, I'm trusting that as we look today, as we study, um, God will reveal things to us. Um, I'm going to start with, um, sorry, I, I, I need to put this out there. I ask questions a lot, if you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. And uh, um, if I ask a question, feel free to put up your hand to answer. If you don't put up your hand, I'll just call somebody's name and you'll have to answer. Um, but um, just to help us build the context, you know, we, we, we've read about the story. It starts by saying that... Um, um, this is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he was tending his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bila and Zilpam. Okay, so Jacob had four wives. Uh, Leah, Rachel, uh, Bilha, and Zilpah. So who were the sons that, um, that Jacob had with Leah? Anybody? Anybody quickly? You you go first. I can't Anybody? remember their name. I can't remember name. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Now this is the beauty of Bible study. Um I, and I know Badge mentioned this quite a lot. You don't just read what is in front of you, you read widely. So if I opened the, the Bible to Genesis 37 and it says the sons of instantly I'm thinking, oh, who were the sons of Jacob? Who were the other sons? Yeah. And you'd find the answer. Um, it's actually listed out in Genesis 35, 23 to uh, 26. But anybody, before you open to it, anybody, the sons of um, Leah, do you want to have a go? Reuben, Simeon, yeah. Levi, yeah. and Judah. Yep. Then um, there's one more. Don't remember that. Two more so. from Don't Leah. Don't remember them. <laughs> um, No, don't remember. Okay. Anybody, who are the other two? Yeah, um, the two other sons were Issachar and Zebulun. Issachar and Zebulun, okay. And then who were the children of um, Leah's handmaid, uh, Zilpah, that she brought to Jacob? Anybody? Two of them? Yes. Yep, go on. God, God and Asha. God and Asha. I hope you are not looking at it. <laughs> no. No. Okay. And then who I, were I the had just studied this actually, so that's why. Okay. No. No problem at all. So who were the children born to Rachel's handmaid? Bill. 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 Bill is it Bill? How? Yeah. Bill. Bill yes. Bill. was Rachel's handmaid. Okay. So who were the children born to? I can't remember Dan without looking. Naftali. It's Dan and Naftali. And then who were the yeah. children born to Rachel? You know that. So Joseph, yes. yeah. 
Okay. So let's look into this wonderful story. And um, like we've done in the past, and quite a number of things that jumped out at me as I just studied the story again. You want to note the things that jump out at you. There are, I listed about nine things that jumped out at me, of which there are two or three major themes. Um, so if I go first, and then every now and then, I'll just ask questions as we go along. So we've talked about, we've looked back at, um, at uh, the, the, the siblings of Joseph. He, he goes on and then he says that, uh, he worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. And I stopped there and asked a question. Why, why was he doing that? Um, anybody, just why, why, why was he reporting the bad things his, his, his brothers were doing? Why do you think? Anybody? Um, Pastor Shala, I think maybe he was just naive and honest. Okay. I, At age I 17, think... he was just a naive and honest young man. Okay. So, so when we read the Bible, uh, remember, we're trying to discern mm -hmm. God's mind. We're trying to understand God's mind and particularly what God is trying to get across to us. Because why the Bible puts this there is to help us see the distinction um, so the other children apparently were bad boys, you know, up to bad things. And by contrast, Joseph seemed like an honest, honest person. Now, 17, year, 17 years old, he might have been a bit naive. He might have been a bit um, 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 uh, presumptuous in whatever it is he was doing. But the, you start to get a sense of the fact that this was somebody who knew that what the guys were doing was not right and chose to do what was right and was reporting um, his brothers to, to, to their father. Um, it wasn't out of wanting to be malicious or get them into trouble. I think for me, the more I studied the story of Joseph, it was because he just was righteous like that, a, an honest person. And then um, it goes on, and this is the bit that I wanted to... Just look at a bit. It says, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children um, because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. And um, I'd like us to look at that a little bit. Why did Jacob love Joseph more than the other children? Now, the Bible says because he was born to him in his old age. But is that the only reason why? Anybody at all? Why, why, why did Jacob love Joseph more than? Maybe because um, Rebecca was the wife he wanted, and that was her first child. Rachel, you mean? I'm sorry, Rachel's wife wanted, and that was her first child. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, so the, even though the Bible says that it was because Joseph was born, in his, somebody wants to say something, yeah? Okay. Um, so, so even though the Bible says that it was because he was the child of his old age, you need to look a bit deeper. That's the whole essence of studying the Bible and going back particularly to get the context of the story. And you all know the story. Um, Jacob wanted to marry Rachel. 
um, he didn't really like Lear. His father-in-law tricked him and gave him Lear. And he was forced to start to, he was forced to marry Lear. Obviously, he wasn't a very happy man. And um, that started the rivalry between the two sisters, between Rachel and Leah. That's another interesting story if you want to go back from Genesis 21, reading backwards. And um, it's very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, when you read that story, um, and, and this is for another day, how you start to see the mind of God. You start to understand the mind of God because the Bible was very clear that Jacob preferred Rachel. I don't know how he treated Leah. I don't know whether he treated Leah badly or not, but um, the, the heart of God is always to support the people who are oppressed or despised. You know, when you read through the Bible, God always stands up for the people who are oppressed. <laughs> That's why the Bible is very particular about the poor, you know, standing up for the poor, people who can stand up for each other. And it's interesting, I, I was reading this morning how the Bible says that when God saw that Jacob did not treat Leah well, he gave Leah children. Now that's just God for you, the way he supports people. And that's how uh, Leah had four children in quick succession. When um, Rachel saw that she wasn't bearing children, um, she, she then went and gave her maid to, to Jacob. I mean, that, that, that's a whole, load of, a whole story that we need to look at. But the point I wanted to bring out of this, ladies and gentlemen, as we study Bible characters, remember the essence is to discern the mind of God and learn from the experiences of people. So what struck me, ladies and gentlemen, was that by obviously favoring Joseph, Jacob was inadvertently causing a dysfunction in the family because the reason why the brothers did not like Joseph was because they knew that their father preferred Joseph to them. And it's a lesson for every single person that's a parent, ladies and gentlemen, because um, we sometimes, without thinking, cause dysfunctions in our families because of the way we treat our children. Um, you have four children. Uh, one is, is sharper and brighter than the others, not minding the fact that we're all different. And then we start to obviously show our preference of a particular child. Guess what? The other children are going to resent the child. It's, 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 it's not rocket science at all. So we have a dysfunctional family just because the father was openly pre preferring um, one son to the other. And then guess what? Um, it, it, it gets worse. Not only... Is it obvious that he loves Joseph more than the others? You know, the Bible says he now gives Joseph a distinctive coat. Can anybody tell us about the distinctive coat? That coat of many colors that, that Jacob gave Joseph. What was that saying, that distinctive coat? Anybody? What do you think that was saying? So, we, we, we all accept that because the Bible already says that Joseph preferred, he loved jo Joseph more than the others. And then gave him a quote. What was that quote saying? Anybody? Um, Jacob was reaffirming that he, um, he felt that um, Joseph was 
effectively better than his other um, children. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Anybody else? Can I just can I just say just and I never thought about it this way before until you started reading it and you told us to listen. But I'm kind of seeing this from from the flip side. So um, Jacob, you know, we, again, you said we don't know how he treated Leah or how he he felt about her, but Rachel was the one he wanted. Yeah. So it's possible that he's. Leah's children saw that their mother was not preferred or was not treated maybe as gently or as lovingly as um, Rachel. Rachel. Is it Rachel or Rebecca? Rachel. 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 Yeah, thank you. Rebecca was so, his mother. Was his mother, yes, thank you. So they may not have been very respectful towards their dad. And then Joseph, you know, being much younger, might have been more and i know it's supposed to come from the parent to the child but we know that in i mean we're all dysfunctional in any way but there's a lot of parents getting love from, the, from their children or wanting love from their children so joseph might have been the one who was loving who would sit at his feet and that kind of stuff so he just gravitated towards him in addition to the fact that he loved his mother there's that possibility okay. and that okay. might have also been the reason why Joseph, I know everybody says Joseph was, you know, lovely and everything. And I, I always wondered about his character until he got older, got, got into a spot where he wasn't the favoured person. And I wondered if that's what developed his character. So I just wonder whether he reported his brothers to his dad because, you know, he wasn't part of them. He felt excluded. So he would just, you know, reinforce that connection with his dad. So as far okay. as that, that quote, I just think that, Yes, you're my favorite child, but you're the one I, I get love from and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I mean, I mean very, very interesting thought. And this is the way to read the Bible. So you ask questions in your mind. And as you ask, the Holy Spirit will bring illumination. Um, yes, we don't know how, um, how Jacob treated Leah. We don't know whether he treated her badly in front of the children or not. And, and these things are possibilities. But the lesson or the point is where particularly as husbands or parents, we are cognizant of, of the effects of our actions on, um, <coughs> excuse me, how the way we treat other people are seen or perceived by other people, by the people around, around us, particularly children. Because as you've heard quite a number of times, children are very impressionable growing up and they see these things, they know these things. But going back to the question, what was it about that quote, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't, the answer is that it wasn't just a quote that showed that he preferred Joseph. It was actually a quote that was signifying the large share of the inheritance. In those days, the father would normally give the double share of inheritance to the firstborn. You know that, yeah? The double shove inheritance usually went to the firstborn. If you read the story, prior to that, uh, Reuben, who was the firstborn, had gone and messed up. He messed up and went and slept with one of his father's secondary wives. Slept with, um, who was it? I slept with uh, uh, Bilha. It was actually Bilha, that is. Or was it Bilha? Anyway, slept with one of them. And by so doing, he defiled his father's, his father's bed. If you read later, and we'll come to that maybe next week or the week after, 
Um, when, Ju when Jacob was pronouncing his blessings, he referred to the fact that because Reuben defiled his father's bed, he actually lost that right of the firstborn. So ladies and gentlemen, that quote that Jacob gave Joseph was actually signifying that Jacob was the one, uh, sorry, Joseph was the one that was now going to receive the double portion. So can you imagine the way the other brothers felt that one minute, first of all, it's not enough that you are showing us openly that you prefer this, this young, the, the youngest by, at that point, now the youngest boy. Now you now give him this quote, which signifies that he's going to be the one that would uh, uh, inherit a double portion. So you can imagine when the Bible says that they hated him so badly, they could not say any good thing about him. Because like, where did you come from? You know, the, the, the youngest son, and now all of a sudden, you're the one that's going to get the double portion. Of, of this. So the Bible says that they hated Joseph. And then the Bible then introduces this new dimension that Joseph had a dream. I'm going to move quickly because I want to try and just finish this chapter very quickly. Um, Joseph had a dream um, where he saw 11 sheaves bowing down to his own sheaf and then had another dream where the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars were bowing down to him. And I'm sure we know the, we, we all know the, the um, import of that dream. It was signifying that they were going to eventually bow down to, to Joseph. But what I wanted to bring out, these are the things that jumped out at me, and please feel free to say what jumped out at you. What, what I wanted to bring out was that, um, first of all, the, 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 the Bible says that when he said the first dream, that they got angry and said, oh, you mean we're going to bow down to, to you, which means that they interpreted the dream correctly. And then the second time, um, he not only tells his brothers, he tells Jacob. And the Bible says that whilst they were angry, Jacob pondered the dream. You know what struck me, ladies and gentlemen? The dream was from God. It's obvious because it was God's plan. He, he was revealing what he wanted to do. How come Jacob pondered the dream, but they were angry about the dream? Now, of course, the answer is that they already hated him, they were angry. They knew that this child was preferred. Um, and now he comes and says, oh, by the way, you guys are going to bow down to me. They were not in any way in the frame of mind to receive something spiritual. The dream was from God. It was divine. It was spiritual. But because of their anger, in fact, what, what I put in my notes was that you know, when you are angry, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, anything that you do when you're angry must be carnal. It cannot be spiritual. There's no way you can receive anything spiritual when you are angry. And for me, that struck a note because how many times is it that, you know, we, 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 when we're angry, we say things. When we're angry, we make decisions when we're angry. And we miss out on spiritual things. And that was something that, I just stuck out at me and I thought to put out there. And then 
very quickly, let me quickly say my, my bits and then um, I'll let you say what, what other things come up to you. So, so they didn't recognize that this was God because of their anger. And then um, I love the bit where it says, um, Jacob now said to Joseph one day, go out and go and look for your, your brothers and see what they're up to. I, I paused at that point and I'm thinking, if I was Joseph, what would I do? If you were Joseph, what would you do? You know these guys hate you. You know they don't like you at all. Meanwhile, um, if you read uh, the Genesis 34, I think it is, the account of how Simeon and Levi, angry brothers, they went and slaughtered a whole town of young men. So these guys must have been show showing signs of anger and all that. And then you're now sending me to these guys who don't like me at all. And I thought for a second, if it was you, my brother, my sister, what would you do? Meanwhile, um, studying the Bible, I found out that Shechem, where they were supposed to have been pasturing, was 50 miles from where they lived. So that meant he was going to undertake a 50-mile journey to go and look for his brothers. And then when he got to Shechem, they said they were not there. They were in Dotham. Dotham is another 15 miles. So that means he traveled a total of 65 miles looking for his brothers. Now, I'm going to leave that there for a second and come back to it later um, when I say the last thing that I wanted to say very quickly. But then Joseph agrees to go. And then the Bible says he got to Shechem. He was wandering around, couldn't find them. Ask somebody, uh, you know, have you seen my brothers? They said they, they've gone to Dotham. So he now goes to Dotham. And then this is the bit that really struck me, that they saw him in the distance and they planned to kill him. So I asked myself the question, you know, we know the story, but let, let's just look a bit deeper. Why would you want to kill somebody just because... Your father prefers them or because they had a dream. Why? What would make you want to just kill somebody like that? Your brother, by the way, not a stranger. And I was reading a commentary because you've all gone quiet, even though I can't see your faces, but I can see you've all gone quiet. I was reading a commentary that said, you know, it's easy to read about Joseph's brothers, but how about you and I? Said, would you, what would you do if you were in their position? Would you kill? Most of us would probably say no, but this is the second to the last point that I wanted to bring out in, in my personal study, because the Bible says actually helps us to give, helps to give us an indication. It says that they were jealous of their brother. Not only were they jealous of their brother, they hated their brother. And I spent quite a while just meditating on this thing called jealousy. How when jealousy grips a person's heart, believe me, you don't know what you can do. 
because they it, it it's obvious they were consumed by jealousy they they really really hated joseph you know time doesn't permit but let me give you some scriptures to, to look at in your spare time just look at the power of jealousy yeah job chapter 5 verse 2 um, i'll do that very quickly and then proverbs 27 3 to 4 i i'll, I'll actually read that to you uh, the, about the power of jealousy. Um, let me read that. Proverbs 27, 27, yeah. And then uh, verses three to four. Listen to what it says. It says, um, a stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but the resentment, this is verse three, but the resentment caused by a fool is even heavier. Verse four, anger is cruel and wrath is like a flood, but jealousy is even more dangerous. That jealousy is even more dangerous than anger or, or, or wrath. And um, I, 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 I stopped there because I felt the Holy Spirit say that these are some of the things that trip, trip us up in life, that prevent us from you know, developing the kind of character that God wants us to. Because remember, it's a character study. We're looking at Joseph. Now, we're going to look at Joseph more intently going on from next week. But verse 37 um, is an interplay between the relation, the interplay of the relationship between Joseph and his brothers. And what are the things that we can learn from that? First of all, starting from uh, what we, you might call parental um, yeah, what's, the, what's the right word to use now? Um, well, in, inappropriate parental attention, you now have enmity and dysfunction in your family, but then it degenerates to jealousy, a hatred to the point where they actually plan to kill their brother. Another scripture Acts 5, 14 to 17, and I'll tell you the relevance of that. This is actually talking about Jesus. Acts 7, verse 9. Um, I hope I'm not going too fast, but I'm just watching the time. 1 Corinthians 3, 3. Um, Galatians 5, 20. James 3, 14 to 16. These are all scriptures that talk about jealousy. And please, if you have time, it'd be great for you to look into them as we just expand our Bible study um, focus on, on this. But I, 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 I thought that this whole concept of jealousy was something for us to pay attention to. Um, because some of us might say that, that, you know, I wouldn't go as far as killing my sister or my brother and doing all of those things. But like Pastor Agu said in, in some of the sermons, we, we do think we might not kill physically but we actually murder in our hearts because of the power, the, 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 the power of jealousy. Anyway, um, so let me go on very quickly. Um, so they, they then um, conspire to kill their brother just because of the jealousy. And then the Bible tells us how Reuben tried to save Joseph. So question, why do you think Reuben was trying to save Joseph? Anybody? Why was he trying to save Joseph? Probably to make amends for the fact that he messed up already. Sorry? Possibly to make amends for the fact that he'd already messed up. 
so yeah. badly already. Yeah, he he knew that he had messed up. He knew he'd lost favor with his with his father, and um, he was trying to make amends. He thought if he saved his brother, that would show. And then don't forget, he was the firstborn, the oldest, and technically he's meant to be responsible for the rest of the brothers. So now he's trying to display leadership um, by saving Joseph. Unfortunately, um, that didn't work because, <laughs> as we'll find out later, you know, when God has a plan, you can't thwart the plans of God. It was so, it, it was such that um, when they sold him to the Ishmaelites, he wasn't around. Um, by the time he came back, they had taken him from the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites. But um, let me just end my bit because I, I, I'm watching time. There's so many things that I could tell you, but I'd love a chance to hear from you as well. But let me end with um, my last bit. Now, when you read the Bible, um, like I said, we're trying to discern God's mind. We're trying to understand the nature of God. We're trying to understand the ways of God. The Bible says that Moses knew the ways of God. The children of Israel only knew his acts. We're trying to understand what instruction um, God is giving. We're trying to, to learn from other people's experiences. But there's one major thing that we must always look out for when we read the Bible. And it is that the Bible says that everything in Scripture points towards Jesus. If you look closely enough, everything in Scripture points towards Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, That's Luke 24 from 23 to 27. Um, so my last question, and this was my reflection, is I was reading and I was looking for Jesus in the story. And I found about five or six things. So can you help me, ladies and gentlemen? What things in the story about Joseph, this first chapter 37, is interactions with um, his brothers and his father? What things remind you about Jesus? What things point to Jesus about the story of Joseph? So six things. Six different people. Um, okay. So give us one thing. One thing. He's yeah. um, well loved by his father. Fantastic. Okay. Really, really fantastic. So just like the, the, the relationship between our, our father in heaven and Jesus, uh, the Bible tells us how uh, Joseph was very well loved by his, his father. That's one. Number two, anybody? Um, like a shepherd, he left the rest for one. Fantastic. That's really brilliant. Because remember when I was emphasizing how, um, how Joseph agreed to go and look for his brothers. Um, it's, it's very interesting. I was reading a commentary that said how um, it's just so typical of Jesus that he, he left heaven to come to mankind, yeah? Even though he knew mankind was going to hate him. So people, people, people hated him, but he still came anyway. In the same way that Joseph knew that his brothers hated him, but he went after them anyway. That's brilliant. Number three? He didn't defend himself. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. Okay, my question is, how do you know he didn't defend himself? 
question. Um, I don't know. I just think he didn't, given, given the fact that it was, in a very physical sense, it was him against, well, 10 people? Yeah. I mean, I, I, th that was just me being a bit cheeky because um, the Bible doesn't tell us. And the truth is that he was the youngest of the other 10. Um, I was trying to figure out, um, Badge, maybe you'll help us with this. I was trying to figure out how old Reuben would have been by this time. Um, certainly, assuming the wives were giving birth um, uh, each year, uh, Reuben would have been at least 12 years older, but I suspect a lot more older because for him to go and sleep with his father's wife, he must have been quite bold. And anyway, that, that's just my own um, whatever. But yeah, um, that, that, that I mean, 10 older brothers, um, he would have been completely powerless. But I love the concept of the fact that he, he probably didn't struggle with them. We don't know. But even mm -hmm. if he tried, he wouldn't have succeeded at all. Okay, that's three. Well done. Number four. Anybody? Did you say courage? Okay, what about courage? Um, as in, it just ties in with everything else. As for him to go and approach his brothers and do the work that um, his father sent him. Okay. It takes a lot of um, courage Fantastic. and boldness. Very, very. So he went regardless, um, just like Jesus. He had the task ahead of him, and he went regardless. That's very good. Anybody else? It might be a, a bit of a stretch, but um, he was sold into slavery. So Jesus was betrayed for the price of a slave. So that, yeah. Very, very, very good. And how much was Jesus sold for into slavery for? 30 pieces of silver. And Joseph was sold for what? 20. 20 pieces, yeah. 20. Um, so, if you, so the way I computed it is that Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver. By the time of Jesus, about um, a few hundred years later, if you add inflation, exactly. it will add up to 30 pieces of silver. But exactly. it's very, 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 very important, yes, that both of them were sold um, uh, for pieces of silver, yes? Anybody yeah. else? Jesus came for his people, but the yeah. people, they didn't believe him. Wonderful. Likewise, Joseph, when he was narrating his dream, they didn't believe in him. Wonderful. Very good. I've got here, he was despised and rejected by his own brothers. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what happened with, with Jesus. Go on. Yeah, the sun, moon, and star bow down before him. Okay. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, well... You know, we all have to bow before Jesus. So in, in Joseph's dream, um, you know, the, in his dream, he said the sun, moon, and star bows down before him. Okay, I, I love that. That's, that's a new dimension. I, did, I didn't see that at, at all. Um, because because um, when the Bible was talking about the dream of the sun, moon, and stars, it was representing his parents and his brothers. But yes, I, I love, love that dimension. So the sun, moon, and stars bow down before Jesus. Okay, anybody else very quickly as we start the round off? Yeah, Joseph was hated by his brother, just like Jesus as well was hated by his own people. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. We, we mentioned that. Wonderful. Okay, one last one. Okay, Go so on. I was going to say that um, the way Joseph knew the circumstances in terms of going to meet his brother, I think it was the same way with Jesus. He, paid, he was selfless. So I think that's the same way in that context. 
he okay. paid the price and so that's how jesus paid the price for us irrespective and lived selflessly okay fantastic okay um I, i've got one or two additional ones um so did you notice that the first thing they did when they saw him before they killed him was the bible says they took off his robe yeah and it's very instructive because the first thing they did with Jesus when they were about to kill him was they took off mm -hmm. his robe. Remember mm -hmm. what we said about the robe. The robe was significant. The robe was distinctive. It was a sign of this is the chosen one. This is the, you know, the, for Jacob, it was this is my chosen son, the one who is going to inherit. For God, it was this is my chosen son, the, the anointed one. And they recognized that the robe was significant of that. So they took off Joseph's robe the same way they took off um, Jesus's robe. And um, the other thing that I've got here is, is very interesting is that um, I, I, I was reading a commentary that said that one of the ways you see what is in the hearts of people is how we respond when we have to submit to people that are either younger than us or less than us in whatever way. So don't forget, they hated Joseph because the father preferred him. But then he now comes and says this dream and says, oh, by the way, you're going to bow down before me. At which point they just went ballistic. That, you know, it's bad enough that our father prefers you. You now mean that we will be the ones bowing to you, they could not accept the thought that they would be bowing down to a younger person. In the same way, ladies and gentlemen, if you read the Bible, what was the problem that the Pharisees had with Jesus? They said, ah, isn't this the carpenter's son? We know where he came from. We know where he was born. We see his brothers. And then he's calling himself Messiah. What kind of rubbish is that? They could not bring themselves to the point of accepting that this would be the Son of God. And I could go on and on. Um, because it's my first day, I want to be a good boy and end on time. Um, any, anything that I've missed, any thoughts that anybody's noticed that we haven't talked about at all? Um, it, it's, it's an expansion of, or another way of looking at the first bit of it, when Jacob asked Joseph to go and look for, um, and go and um, check out on his brothers. He obeyed, and it's the obedience part of it that I just wanted to highlight, even though we had talked about that and highlighted that bit. It was the perfect obedience that I just wanted to highlight. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much. In the same way that Jesus obeyed his father completely. Wonderful. Well done um, for that. Yes. Yes, go um, on. There's some comments in the chat box as well. Just Oh, okay. Sorry. Apologies. You know, I'm new to this. So no I worries. <laughs> um, okay. Somebody would have to help me. Just like Jesus, he had to go through a horrific experience so that the world could be saved. Wonderful. Um, both Joseph and Jesus were predicted to be leaders. Fantastic. That's really true. Um, jo uh, Joseph, by divine the dreams that God revealed to me. Oh, sorry, I was reading someplace. Um, how come God only gave Joseph dreams of um, the fact that he was going to be great? How come God did not give Joseph dreams that he was going to be in prison or sold into slavery? 
Can anybody imagine, think, hazard a guess? Uh, God is wise. God is wise. God is wise. Because if he, if he had revealed, obviously I'm speculating, but if he revealed, you know, that he was going to have to go through all this suffering, especially at the age he was, he probably wouldn't have obeyed and gone to his destiny, which was going to find his brothers and get sold into slavery. He might have run away or something. Yeah, probably. Which leads me to a question. Um, so we've been talking about his brothers a lot. And from next week, we'll now start to focus our attention on Joseph um, because we want to learn from him, we want to learn from his experiences. But I, I was just thinking, 17-year-old boy, how do you think he felt during all this, when all this was happening? What, what, what do you think was going on in his mind? I think it could have been a, a, one of two things, or two things, to be honest. I think for a 17-year-old to be having those sort of fantastic dreams, he could have been in awe of it and excited. So that was why he was telling his um, father and his brothers mm. that, wow, imagine what I dreamt. If this comes to pass, I'll be really great. So that's one aspect. So God was giving him that dream to actually paint a picture of greatness in his heart. Okay, that's something that. that you can actually want to run towards yeah i've just seen a fantastic comment um he says from sophie the robe was dipped in blood to signify joseph's so-called death jesus dying for us his um, he his blood was shed for us that's fantastic thank you so much for that yeah i i i, I think that's so so pertinent okay Jesus is the truth. The world hates the truth. Joseph went for the truth. Again, fantastic comments, guys. Uh, this is really good. Joseph was destined like Joseph, yeah, uh, like Jesus, yeah. Um, question, how do the sun and the moon, uh, what is, how, how do the sun and moon, uh, I, I don't understand the question. I think the same question is, how do they bow down? That's what question How do the sun and moon bow down? Um, so, so Basically, it's not a physical bowing down. It's a spiritual recognition. So remember, the Bible says um, that all of nature, all of creation recognizes their creator. So even the sun and the moon, they know that they were created by God. So they would, if they could speak or if they could physically do so, would bow. But they can't physically, but it, it's just... Um, uh, a metaphor of sorts to help us understand that even nature understands their creator. Okay. Uh, maybe Joseph had not had a relationship with God yet. So maybe he didn't know how to go to God to ask for a revelation of the dream. Okay. Fantastic. Um, there, there, there's thought or question as to um, should Joseph have told his brothers the dreams knowing already that they hated him? Um, I don't know. What do you think? What I actually wanted to say was that I feel that um, some people might take it as pride, but he had authority, he boldness and courage. Because with Jesus, remember when he went in the scroll and they said he, you know, he was a man of authority. You know, people didn't understand him. Yeah. That how would he speak like that? You know, but he's, he he knew who he was, yeah. and and his purpose. Okay, yeah, very uh, good. Yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just felt that um, he walked in the same kind of you know authority because when he you know he spoke about his dream because he was sure he he had courage and he um, but you know some there's another saying that um, that could have been 
that maybe he had pride, mm. if you okay. understand. And yeah, I, I don't know, but there's yeah. that's another discussion. Yeah, I, so, I've I've read a number of um, differing thoughts. Um, you know, like you said, some people think that Joseph was a young, prideful young boy um, who was spoiled. Um, it it is possible. Um, his father was very wealthy at the time, and remember, he was the favored boy. Um, there, there are other thoughts, um, like you said, that there's actually a commentary I read that said that Joseph had a prophetic um, gifting or prophetic inclination. And like a prophet, when God shows you something, you are bound to speak, um, speak uh, the word of prophecy. Um, so he spoke in that way. But that, that's the beauty of commentaries. You hear different things. Um, how many people think that he should have just just kept his mouth shut. How many people? Like, I don't you know? think I don't I don't think so. I think it was just leading towards when we when we look back on our on our even on our own own lives, the certain things that you think, oh, why did I do that? And then you realize, well, thank God I did that, even though you felt foolish, because it was leading somewhere. Okay, but my last question, um, it's one minute past two. My last question is: Remember, I said, seventeen-year-old boy. How do you think he felt? particularly when he was in that pit. Remember, they left him in the pit to, for him to die. The plan to sell him to the Ishmaelites was a secondary plan. So the original plan was that he should die. How do you think, 17-year-old, that he felt in that pit? Now, at that point, do you think he might have been saying to himself, I wish I didn't tell them this dream? So last two comments, and then we close, yeah? Any thoughts? How do you think Joseph felt in that pit? Um, Pastor, I think he, will, he must have been afraid. He must have been fearful because he was facing an uncertain future. I also think he would have been, um, I would say tearful, but it's probably sorrowful in the fact that why is this happening to me uh, Possibly. I don't think the dream even featured in his mind at that point in time because he will be thinking more of his survival rather than, oh, I had this great dream. Maybe this is in line with the dream. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so Lord much. Lord was with Joseph. Sorry? The Lord was with Joseph. Yes. Yeah. The Lord was with Joseph, but we don't know that at that point. Do you think he knew that God was with him at that point? Yeah. Do you think he knew? I think so. I don't yes, think so. well, yes, I think so, sir. Mm, tell me why. Because all the step of the way, God, and uh, along the line, I think it was in chapter 39, mm -hmm. it was said according to what okay. was no, said. No, 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 no. You're, jumping, you're, jump, you're jumping ahead. Chapter 39 God, is next okay, Chapter 39 is next week. That Sorry? God has been with him. That was why he kept... Um, no, no, no. Chapter 39 is next week. At the point, at the point, no, no. So at the point when he was in the pit, yeah, when his brothers left him to die, did he know for certain that God was with him? I think I know he did because um, it was not recorded that he actually um, argued with them, even though they were more than him. Yeah. Okay. I, I think all the way. Okay. I think that's. A, I think that's a good prayer point uh, for us to ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, did you reassure him about your presence or not? I don't know. 
17-year-old boy, um, you go to your brothers with good heart, good intention, even though you know they don't like you, not expecting that kind of reaction at all, who would ever think that brothers will turn on brother to, with a view to killing them? Who would ever think such a thing? And so you're sitting there in the middle of the speed, 17-year-old, you'll be petrified, uh, afraid, uh, rejected, dejected, uh, not, not knowing what's going to happen to you. Be, be, remember, they left him there to die. So the chances are that he would actually think that he was going to die, at which point, ladies and gentlemen, I, I wanted to be a good boy. You've made me a bad boy. I've run five minutes over. Um, so I'm going to crave your indulgence if we end now and then come back again next week as we continue the story of Joseph. Um, so many, I mean, please feel free to go back and look at chapter 37 and then let's start to read forward um, so we can be prepared for next week. Thank you ever so much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, have a wonderful evening. And uh, yeah, God bless you. God bless you. 